0: Welcome back to another edition of the A-Sun Game Day Podcast. Another incredible weekend of basketball. And we're back here to talk about Jordan Griffith, William Hall, Mike DeVader. We're going to jump right into our A-Sun analysis, guys. A ton of scores to get to, just like there are every single week. We're going to list off just a few, and we're going to talk about our takeaways and what we learned from this last weekend. There are some upsets around in the A-Sun, some scores maybe people didn't anticipate.
1: Upsets.
0: Yeah, might shake up the top seven for each one of you. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> We're on the same page already. Yeah, yeah. All right, starting off with men's. Kennesaw State had a stupendous weekend, winning eighty-two to eighty-one in overtime against Stetson and I think what has to be on the short list for maybe the best game in the A-Sun season so far. They also, before that or after that, excuse me, defeated FGCU sixty-five to sixty-three on Saturday. Lipscomb beating EKU 75-62. Then Bellarmine 69-49, to so a 20-plus point margin there. And Liberty ending Jacksonville's 21-game home-winning streak. We talked about that on the last episode. It turned out to be right. The Flames finally ending that streak at 21-66. To 52. And for the women's side, Bellarmine's with wins over UNF and Jacksonville. It took down two Florida teams on the road. Kennesaw State also with back-to-back wins of their own against Jacksonville State. Again, did it twice. Did it at home. Then went an hour and a half less and went and beat Jacksonville State again. Lipscomb beating UNA 79-73. to 73, And then Queens taking down Stetson 77-75. The Royals starting to get some momentum here in the A Sun. And Liberty... Upsetting in overtime, eighty-eight to seventy-eight, FGCU. The first victory over Florida Gulf Coast in twelve tries. Okay, a-, a lot to get to there. I feel like we should probably lead off with Liberty here,
2: right, Mike? Well, I I just think that somehow, some way, the door's been cracked open now at the top of women's basketball. I still think that the gap was a little bit bigger to start the season, but now it's cracked open. But I think if you take that away from, uh, the takeaway from that is Liberty had never known what that felt like before. Now they got that win. I'm interested to see how they respond because there's two different ways you could go on that. I think they've hit their stride and I hope this isn't the peak of the middle portion uh, start to the Sun season for them. So I want to see if Liberty can build on this and continue to get back and stay in the top part of the ASUN standings Instead of kind of have a lull here now that, man, did they peak too early with this? Is this win going to affect them negatively? But taking this victory aside, which they were 0 for, like you said, the more we think we know about the league, it's almost the less we know. Because if you don't play your best game almost every night, you could lose to anybody right now on the women's side and obviously the men's side, you got chaos as well. So it's really cool to see that.
0: And we thought Liberty watching them early on in the season. Maybe they lost a little bit of their luster But then you play a game like this I mean, I want to say they held them in check from three because they still shot almost 38 percent But Florida Gulf Coast only hitting 12 of 32. That's not their typical play style They usually hit a few more than just 12 Which is also crazy to say as well, but they shoot so many at such a incredible volume Now Liberty has a chance like you said turn the tides on the season Kennedy Williams 24 points, Emma Hess with that game-tying three-pointer. There's a lot to like about Liberty right now coming off the biggest win of the season in women's basketball.
2: Well, and then just looking at everybody around them as well, I mean, Austin P's won five in a row. Lipscomb and Liberty and Bellarmine all have three wins in a row. So the top portion of these standings and these teams right now are hitting their strides, and we have a lot of hot basketball teams playing at this moment
0: and i think uh that's a good transition to what my takeaway is is that florida gulf coast women's basketball is human now it's something we always knew we, we've been talking about it almost every single episode who's going to be the one that did them not saying it's liberty but it's so much different now it's so different now rather to see it happen than to just say okay well they're not as good as they were last year at least in some teams minds i'm sure because they you, i mean you lose a player like kirsten bell and you're just not going to replace her overnight now you see it actually happen. You, you see a team actually take them down and say, all right, here's a blueprint for this year's Florida Gulf Coast team. Here's what we have to do in the future to take them down if we want to do so. And uh, you see teams like Kennesaw State, Austin P. Lipscomb starting to you know, usher themselves into the top half of the standings and say, hey, you might have to see us in the postseason and we're going to be watching that Liberty tape.
2: What, what I think is interesting is, like I said before, I sometimes think that it's the name on the jersey, not necessarily the team. And now, uh, conversely, I think Liberty might've helped those teams throughout the schedule that might might not see that as a possible win. Like you said, now Liberty kind of puts a blueprint out there. Albeit, FGCU made some mistakes there that they, they probably could correct and they win that game because they missed some free throws. And I think in the last 30 seconds or so of that game, they had a five point lead. And from then on through overtime, it was like 20-5 to five in favor of Liberty. So there was definitely mistakes that FGCU made that they're going to correct. But if you can get those instances where they're not on their game and they make those mistakes, it's possible. But I also want to see what FGCU does as well because who knows, they might they might get mad and just roll through everybody now because yeah. I mean, it might light a fire under them.
1: Yeah, I know. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm going to say that I know. Yeah. Because – of what I've seen you get one game from FGCU they'll give you one Okay. you get that one they game that either they don't play great or you beat them since I think you have to go back to 2010 to 11 that season they've only lost one conference game each season or they've gone undefeated in conference play so you get that one get one and this one took overtime, and in overtime they didn't play great. So I'm I'm looking at it like halfway, right before halfway through, and you got that one from them, I don't know, from what I've seen for the past ten years, <laughs> they yeah. won't lose again. I mean, they haven't lo- lost again. So, I, I mean, th- that you found, I guess, looking at from an uh, outside looking in, you found what you can do, the the game plan that could work. Maybe you saw something in the Liberty film. You take that, and maybe you can, maybe you get that other one. Or you're FGCU and you're looking at it and it's like, okay, let's fix this, 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 and then you're you're tightened up, shipping. and you're running all the way through March, and you and you win another title. So, I I think that it's interesting that this one came early because I mean, you know, last year we're looking at that uh, the Stetson game. Yeah, was, that was the one. Now that was that was in uh, Fort Myers too. Yeah, right. So I, I'm just I think that the interesting thing to me out of this, I do want to see you know obviously what Liberty does coming out of this. I mean, they had the first loss to FGCU, they had that ten point loss to North Florida that was kind of unexpected. They're what five and two right now, so they're still where we thought they would be. They're up there in the standings. I think they'll be fine. But I'm a little bit more interested interested in seeing what this does to FGCU, getting that one game that they give you a year. They've given it to you already. So yeah. Or what it does to the rest of the league right. if they just decide to
2: yeah. say no more
0: and just take off. Yeah, yeah. It depends on what that film tells you. Is that film telling you that they just missed shots, or is it telling you that there's weakness there? It, it could definitely be the first one. It I could mean,
1: be, I, if, if you were to ask me right now to tell you which one, I think it's they, they just it. missed some shots and the free one. throws, and, it's their and one. yeah, they gave you that one. So I don't know. I, I I'm, that's that's what I want. You're
0: going want. with history, and that's I want to say that's probably right. But the, I mean, you have a good chance there.
1: They give FGC, you one.
0: FGC is I mean, they, they've earned that right. They give you one, and nobody's ever got another one. From, <laughs>
1: right. They once they get to the finals. <laughs> I mean, they I mean they they have lost in in the in the tournament, but regular season. Right, you're getting that one from them, and then they're just they're doing what they need to do.
0: I mean, they've been so good; it's it's kind of like the Patriots' treatment. Like they've earned the right to lose one of those games, and you know, not have things fall apart right. around them. And I mean, they've earned that. And they've been so spectacular over the last few years that uh, I'm not worried about FGCU one bit. They're still the clubhouse leader in my mind. No,
2: and so. no, I've always thought of Eastern Kentucky was a team that that could stay with them. We talked about that earlier in the year, but now you look at the schedule and. I know Eastern Kentucky just came off a win on Monday, and they're probably not real thrilled about the fact that they get to play at FGCU right after their first loss of the season in conference play. Well, no, it's not a huge deal, but that that's not ideal for Eastern Kentucky. Here's the here's the, the Jordan's final preview. Is here my final preview?
1: Wasn't that, that your final your EKU Are, FGCU women's basketball? Wasn't that your final? That was mine. Uh,
0: that well, that was, was yours. I technically. Yeah, so that was what I, my gut was. Uh, but I wanted to be different because I didn't want all of us to have kind of the same stuff. So I went with Austin P. Oh, you Austin, and P. FGC. Well, Austin P. looks good. Do look Austin good. P. looks good.
1: Now, we did get to see your men's final preview. We saw that one. Let's talk about that. We saw that. And, and hey, a two point game? If, that's what, if we can get that, it'd in be March, a good final, wouldn't it? Be? It'd be, it'd be yeah, a great right. final. It'd be a great final. I mean, the whole the weekend of of Kennesaw, both of those games with Kennesaw State. Let's
0: talk about them Owls.
2: Hey, I mean, what's in the what's in the water there that they put on that basketball floor?
0: Three years of maturation. That's what it's been, honestly.
1: They're solid, and I don't think that uh, anybody should be too surprised. Um, you shouldn't be, because but right. they've been building this. They they've continued to get better. They've they've grown, like you said, that that core that they have, they've been they they've grown up together in that system with that head coach that's got them motivated and ready to go. And I think both of those wins on the road, the, the overtime win uh against Stetson, the win against FGCU at the end where it just it came down to it, uh Terrell Burden had game winning shots in both of those games. To go on the road, I, I mean I, I Spoiler: If you don't know, I think they're right now. They're number one. I think they're they're the, they're the best team right now. And it's just I'm gonna go out of, on a limb and say that I think across the board, men's and women's
2: KSU is probably having a great year. Strong on, on both sides, men's and women's basketball right yeah, now. Strong. I was about to mention. Hey, don't forget about the the Owls on the other side of the court with Coach Belue, five and two in the league. No, five and, and two. They're, they're right there as yeah. well.
0: Yeah, five and two, beating Jack State twice. And then now they have played, they're have they going to play UNA and Central Arkansas. Two very winnable games for them as well. So you yeah. can look at a 7-2 and two team. Kennesaw State only with one defeat, and that was a half-court almost buzzer beater by Jose Placer that obviously won the game for North Florida on the road. But then you see the learning process that they go through on the road against – again, they didn't beat two teams that were hanging around at the bottom of the standing. Mm-hmm. They beat FGCU and Stetson. Uh, yeah. a, te- a Stetson team that's fighting for first place, an FGCU team that's right underneath yeah, them.
1: We, I think we all, at the, you know, it was a couple of weeks ago. We all picked them to be like they're one of the better teams. They're going yeah. to the final. So, yes. Um, and I'm still, I'm still, I'm still sticking with 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 my thoughts that I don't think Stetson. They're they're still not they're not going anywhere because no, that game. All. It, I mean, watching that game, the comeback that they had in that game to, to get themselves back into it, right. Was I mean? the uh, Granted, they were at home; they had a momentum, but they still had a hill to climb. And to ha- to see that game, if you're watching it in the in the in the first half or right at halftime, and to know the way it ended, how exciting that was! That both of those teams, so I, and again, and going back to FGCU, that was another close game that was that was tight right there at the end. So we we saw two great games of uh, with that that Florida road trip from Kennesaw State and KSU was there, but I. I I won't be disrespectful and just not mention that Liberty is still Of course,
0: Liberty. yeah, and that's another thing. Liberty has flown under the radar because we've expected everything from them. Kennesaw State, although I think a few people did because of, you know, the building that you've seen from year to year and the improvement, Liberty has just maintained here, mm-hmm. and it's that's boring to people. So we yeah. kind of just say, all right, Liberty – Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But, no, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be because they're tied for first place right now. They should get just as much credit as Kennesaw State as well. But Kennesaw State is just such a different story. Three years ago, they had one win against Gardner Webb in in Coach Abdurrahim's first season, and now you're looking at a team that has to learn how to handle the success that they're starting to have. Liberty was born with success. They've – always been good they've always had this this history that their program has gone through so both those teams tie for first place but man i mean back-to-back florida wins for kennesaw state i think another one of those takeaways that you just already mentioned for me was if you're not buying into the stetson hatters by now you're so late to mm-hmm. the party yeah. I, this team is legit I, I don't care what the offseason looked like for them because they got better they look like a team that could easily win this tournament because i think there's probably about five or six in total honestly maybe even more stetson Hatters are not going anywhere and they could easily finish with that top seed i mean there are a couple of games out right now because of the kennesaw state loss but i mean there's a ton of teams biting for that one to two seed kennesaw state stetson i mean that was a classic game that has got to go down it's probably the best so far in the a sun
1: and and speaking of those teams I, I don't know how deep you can realistically go with with the the depth of how low you can go and say this many teams, but um, I know they were at home, but I mentioned them last week, so they get a mention again this week. The Lipscomb Bison's. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm just I'm just. Okay. Uh, they get a test against Kennesaw State. Yeah, that that big uh, test. That that is that is one of the games that is at the top of my list. I might have to might have to make that trip and, and go see that in person, but that's. That's one that I'm excited about this weekend coming up, that Lipscomb-Kennesaw State game. So, this
2: we got some good basketball coming up.
1: Absolutely.
0: Any more takeaways before we move on to the players of the week?
2: We got some exciting basketball <laughs> to come and we're ready to roll. All
0: right. We'll start off with you, Mike. Players of the week for the women's side.
2: Okay. Well, it feels like if it feels like deja vu to you guys that are listening and watching, that's because it is. We had something happen that's extremely extremely rare for these Weekly awards, and we had back-to-back winners and back-to-back sweeps for women's basketball. So, for the second consecutive edition, the women's basketball player and freshman of the week went to Gracie Merkel of Bellarmine and the newcomer of the week went to Austin Pease, Shamare Hale. So, congratulations to those two ladies. Third career send player of the week award and sixth freshman honor for Merkel. She has all of the awards in the history of Bellarmine Women's Basketball here in the A-Sun with the 3rd and 6th respectively. She averaged 25 and 18 in a 2-0 stretch against North Florida and Jacksonville. She recorded her A-Sun best 12th and 13th double-double as well on the season, and she shot 76.9% for the week at 20 of 26. And she remains the nation's leader in field goal percentage at 73.2. And then going down to Miss Hale for Austin P. Like I said, this is her second straight newcomer of the week accolade and second win in the category for Austin P and women's basketball. She helped the Govs a six and one A Sun record after beating Central Arkansas and North Alabama both on the road. She also had a pair of double-doubles averaging 20 points and 10 rebounds. She also had three total steals while shooting seventy-six point two percent at sixteen of twenty-one, and she's currently third in the a in field goal percentage at sixty-eight point five. Is the is the is the
0: Merkel sweep is is the sweep still on? The sweep is looking better by the day.
2: Okay, I'm
1: just
2: I'm just checking in. I feel like I, I, I think she might listen to our podcast because we said, can can she be eligible or can she win these awards if if they're not up in the Upper tier of the of the standings. And and now they jumped up. They're, now they now they got three wins in a row. They're right in the middle of the standings, and
1: that's that's a way to just she, just just shut she, my mouth. The just like, you asking stupid questions. Let me let me show you what, what we can do we'll just be in there, and then you know, end the debate.
0: It's been, I mean, phenomenal. She's she's. Can been you imagine
2: averaging over seventy percent for a season? I just I, mean, I not just one get, game
0: a week, but I didn't even graduate with a C. <laughs>
2: and she shoots it
1: better than you
0: did. Yeah, <laughs> she shoots it better than I did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I graduated higher than Steve. I just thought it was funny. I, I yeah. want people to know that the son didn't just hire somebody. He just sounds
2: good
1: that on the mic. an
0: inexpensive college trip.
1: <laughs> Go All, ahead. On brother. the inside, uh, we had Brandon Stroud, Kennesaw State. He got his second Player of the Week award. Uh, 15 points in both of those games against uh, Stetson. He had uh, nine points in the first five minutes, uh, nine second half points against FGCU. Um, he, so that was you know, two 15-point games. He entered the week averaging 8.3 points per game, so played well above that. Um, also knocked down three shots from deep. He was our player of the week. And newcomer of the week was Jalen Blackman from Stetson. He also got his second uh, newcomer of the week this season, uh, averaged 23.5 points, 3.5 rebounds, and 1.5 steals, um, assists per game. Um, for the Hatters, he had 22 points, five rebounds in the block in that overtime loss to Kennesaw State and had 25, three assists and two rebounds uh, in the win against Jacksonville State. So, um, again, just Kennesaw State and Stetson, they're, they're playing good. They both had good weeks. They played each other, which was an amazing game, as we've already kind of mentioned. But uh, I kind of want to go off. I know that this is, this is your format. So I don't want to—I oh. I don't want to break the format, but I just—you know—I think we're about halfway. We're halfway through the season, close to it. The mm-hmm. conference season. I want to hear some predictions. I know we predicted the the, the championship, the yeah. final a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I want to hear an award prediction, and I know we talked about it, but now that you've got a couple more games under your belt, and I'm—I'm gonna—I'm gonna, I'm gonna aim this at you, Mr. Uh, just to see.
0: We're talking men's.
1: We can talk either one, whichever one you want to. And we're talking, what are the awards here? We've got player of the year, newcomer, freshman, defensive. Sixth player of the year, defensive player of the year.
0: All right, well, sixth player of the year, I, would, I think it's an easy one for Chase Johnson. N- you know what? No, it's not. For men's? No, it's not. It's not Chase Johnson. I was about to say, no. No, no. no it's not. It's not. No, I don't think it is. I want to get back to I, him. I don't want to disagree with you. I, we, no, we have the same guy. In we, the mind. Same we have the same guy. In mind. Yeah, oh, I I, I, I almost, there you go. Yeah, they, okay. yeah we're, we're, we're definitely talking about the same place. Okay. Yeah, All I right. I stepped on the the wrong one there. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, let's start with player. Just get. I mean, are you gonna go any other direction than the obvious? You don't have to say it. We can keep moving. Darius McGee. Uh, uh, yeah, let's keep going.
0: Okay. Defensive Player of the Year. Isaiah Kozart, EKU. Mhm. I agree. I, I think. Honestly, I think EKU might have both. I think it, it would be either Isaiah Cozart or Cooper Robb. It depends on uh, if you like steals or blocks
2: more. Mm. And Cozart's also leading the league in field goal percentage. So yeah. He's good on both sides.
0: <laughs> That's kind of like when you win a gold glove in baseball. It's loosely tied to your offensive production, even though yeah. it shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Isaiah Cozart wins it there. <laughs> I think for me those are, those are uh, pretty slam dunk options. Okay. So six man would be Luke Brown.
1: I agree from Stetson yeah
0: that would be yeah Uh, I mean went with Chase Johnson that's just off the top but no Luke Brown is a lethal shooter he's shown to be the energizer on this Stetson team coming off the bench has only started three games this year Mm -hmm. out of uh, I believe 16 for the Hatters but that's the guy that has uh, come off the bench and give this team life as well as Stephon Swenson and Jalen Blackman just like you were mentioning Blackman winning newcomer of the week this week those are the guys that have been carrying the points statistically but then you have a guy like Brown coming off. Dewar coming off the bench as well. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of production on this team. Panzo as well. Uh, I mean, that's my pick. Uh, what was the other one? Do we have one more? Is
1: is I think the the right now, um the newcomer would be is another question. I, I kind of think
0: Would it be Jalen Blackman? I was
1: about to say, I think that I, that person is a, only, He's
0: won two of them,
1: yeah, right? Yeah. I, him, I, I mean, I think I think right now it's between the two of them, I give a slight edge to Blackman. I think he would be right now. I would go with him for newcomer of the week. I mean, of the year. Yeah, I mean that's off the top. That's that would be my pick as
0: well. I mean, I hate. I mean, it seems like we're going almost chalk here. I feel like we all probably are on the okay, same page.
1: We're on it, the same page with this podcast. So it's just it's only right, right? that we stay consistent and stay agreed. On the on, yeah, so you know, I wasn't looking for anything. To no hot takes was, here. Yeah,
0: you know, yeah, nothing, we're reasonable. We're not going to throw things out just because. Let's get Bayless here. I want that on record. Okay, I, I, don't, I don't care about it. So yeah, those, those would be my picks. Um, I think Who's it's the,
1: who was freshman of the year for men's. I mean, I think women's is kind of taken care of. I would probably gosh.
0: I feel like I go back to EKU. Tayshawn Comer, their hmm. point guard. Leading the way, uh, I believe he's top three in assists in the A-Sun. Uh, yeah, there's 14 teams. There's tough, it's tough to yeah. think of all the freshmen. But off the top, he would be probably probably my pick because he's playing 30-plus minutes a game as a starting point guard for a team that is in the top half of a very difficult A-Sun league. Mm-hmm. And then behind him is another freshman point guard. So <laughs> I, I think that's pretty impressive, uh, to say the least. So uh, Tayshawn Comer would probably be my pick for EKU. I mean EKU gets two two awards. Stetson gets two. Liberty gets one. No KSU. But you think they'll win the big awards as right. a team? Yeah. So they'll be satisfied. Yeah, I, I think that's what they are this season. Yeah. I mean, Chris Youngblood is clearly the if you want a prototypical star player. Right. You hate yeah, that
1: guy. But but because there's Pete so Mefler. many
0: yeah there's so many dogs eating on that team. Yeah there's not enough stats to go around to jump out quite like a Darius McGee.
1: And I think, you know, it's not always exactly like this, but sort of kind of like – and I think that thought about freshmen may be because we don't have a freshman of the week consistently. Each week we're talking about men's basketball to just say this guy stands out. But if you're looking at it, the success of Kennesaw State – if you're looking at the, the weekly awards, like you said, things are kind of spread out evenly not, nobody's really standing out. The team is winning and doing great, right. but there's not that just, Oh, look at that. There's well,
0: yeah. I mean, Brandon Stroud has two players of the weeks, yeah. you know, like that's and in, in and some then, people's minds, that might not be the best player on Kennesaw state.
1: And they're not getting a newcomer because of that core that's back. So right. they're only, yeah, right. So it, that is perfect. Uh, about your point to that. they that team trophy yeah. is what they're going for. So right. that, that, that satisfies that. So, all right, I, I, I'm I'm in agreement with with your your predictions. I just wanted to get yeah. them on record. So you know, if you're right, if you're wrong, I get to call you out. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, but that's what we're here for. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gotcha moments.
2: Yeah. 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 That's really what this podcast is going. Yeah. <laughs> Until you both pick the same guy and then you're both wrong and then nobody says anything. So you just you just. Uh, well, I mean, we did
0: pretty much both pick all the same stuff. Did. So yeah. Yeah. never mind. So we're both gonna be like, yeah, you dummy. <laughs> You idiot. <laughs> <How could laughs> Don't bad. <me>, yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom. We're moving move on to our standout stats here. I'm keeping it on Stetson. I'm glad we brought them up. It's been a Stetson podcast early on on this one. I want to talk about their bench production. Luke Brown. I mean, this is, again, a perfect transition into this one. 11th in the nation. Now, this team is top 10 in three-pointers attempt and made per game. But I want to talk about what they're doing off the bench. 11th in the country scoring 31 almost 32 points per game coming off the bench guys and that's because of a guy like luke brown who my favorite to win newcomer of the year he's shooting almost 50 percent from beyond and it's not like he's taking a couple he's taking 81 he's hitting 40 of 81 threes this year uh ah. I mean, that'll do it. 11.1 <laughs> <laughs> 1 points per game. He's only started three out of the 17 for Stetson so far this year. Played over 400 minutes. The leader on the off the bench for Stetson, and one of the reasons why their depth is so scary and why they're so much better than they were last year, a player like Luke Brown just coming off the bench, that's going to do it. 11th in the nation, guys, in bench points. Uh, it doesn't get much better than that, having that depth on the Hatters team.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's – like you said, it's been a, a steady podcast that we've been on, on them, despite the overtime loss. But that's that energy that he's bringing. Like we just laid out, uh, speaking about you know newcomer and, and six man of the, of the year. Um, yeah, I, I'm not surprised hearing it I, as a stat. That's amazing, and, and it matches what we see when we watch them every week. And he's coming off the the, the bench and, and changing the game because. He's a threat coming in, as soon because he's he's jacking it up. I mean, you watching him play, and he's just letting it, he's so exciting to watch because he's just gonna let it fly, and and yeah. he's got the he's got the swag. He's
0: hitting almost fifty percent. I mean, well, again, that, less, how, than less than I scored in college.
2: That's how you that that's how you uh, protect yourself throughout the season with that depth coming off the bench, those bench points, the players that you have that can kind of play those roles and get those minutes because it's a long grind of a season and. If you have those opportunities and those players have the opportunity to shift, shoot 50 percent from the three-point line I mean that that on its own is going to keep you in a lot of games and Stetson's not going anywhere with any type of production like that.
0: All right Mike time for your standout stat what do you got?
2: All right well last week we looked at field goal percentage and highlighted a couple of the best shooters in the country that are right here in the A sun and what do you know we also have two more individuals here that are In the top 10 and the most reliable players in the nation in terms of double-doubles. And the two I'm going to focus on is EKU's Antoinette Walker. I think she's in the running for player and newcomer of the year as well, 21.6 points a game. But for this in particular, she's tied for 10th in the country with 11 double-doubles, which she's first with 21.6 points per game and second in a Sun, 9.9 rebounds per game. And here's a showing from Bellarmine again, Gracie Merkel. She's top five, tied for fifth, with 13 double-doubles so far in the season, which she's averaging 16.0 points per game, third in the A Sun. She's first in the A Sun right now, 11.2 rebounds per, di- per game. So when you look at these two clubs, they have the two most reliable forces right now on the offensive and defensive ends to give your opportunity, uh, your team an opportunity to win, excuse me, in these two individuals, and Miss Walker and Merkel here, where man, they are walking double doubles. And if you have that security blanket on your team, that's definitely a good feeling going on in the basketball floor.
0: And it's funny you bring those two up. Those are the two that we've mentioned for player of the year yeah. Walker and Merkel. I mean, I think it's a pl- pretty clear right now two horse race between those two. Uh, you know team success plays into it mm-hmm. uh, I know that for a fact how much will it play into it there at the end what's and EKU look like this Tashara Morehouse throw her hat back into the ring what's that going to look like but double double machines and those two teams leading their way uh, for Bellerman and EKU uh, right again right now the two best players in the A-Sun for sure
2: yeah and Walker has put up crazy numbers all season long I mean she's constantly in the 20s in points she's dishing out assists on the offensive end to get her teammates involved. But I am interested to see what Morehouse does the rest of the year because what is FGCU going to do to the rest of the league throughout this schedule because we've already talked about you got one now and you fooled me once, but it's not happening again kind of thing. So <laughs> it, it, I want to see what, what happens there because the preseason Player of the year Morehouse, Morehouse, see if she can live up to that. And, I mean, defensive Player of the year, what do you, what do, you do? I mean – Skyler Gill, where are you I want, I want to see some more out of you she hasn't shot as well this year, but she she was right there she challenge has, she has, she has 48 blocks Merkel's at 50 so let, let, let's see let's see what's going on neck with, and neck. with that on the defensive end because I think that's an exciting race and it it could come down to that matchup as well head to head what's going to happen between those two
0: hey I think we're all rooting right now for the best story, which would be the Merkel sweep. A postseason or a postseason awards there, I'm, I'm, four of them. We I'm talked all,
1: about last week, but. yeah, I'm I'm all for the sweep.
0: I mean, that would be historic yeah. and just I mean that would make national news. <laughs> four <laughs> awards, that's unprecedented, Un- unbelievable, and, and it's it's actually attainable, which is crazy.
2: And we're filming this on Thursday here, and looking ahead to Saturday, it's one of my games of the week that I looked at potentially, but. It's a clash of styles, but Bellerman is at FGCU on Saturday. And I'm just really excited to see how Bellerman attacks FGCU. And I know FGCU is going to get out and run and try to shoot threes like they always do. But Bellerman's going to try to slow it down like it's, like it's 12-year-old basketball. I mean, we're going <laughs> to hold the ball. We're going to get it inside. We're going to punish you. I want to see how FGCU is going to stop it because I, I know she's going to get her points. And I'm interested to see what happens there and what Bellerman can do to to give them a fight, because that's exciting as well.
1: I, I, you say how they're going to attack FGCU. I don't know what they're going to do with Gracie Merkel. Like <laughs> That's what I, I'm saying. How do you, how do you, yeah. Uh, yeah, you bring the fight to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm
2: going to dribble the ball for 20 seconds and literally throw it to her every time.
1: Let's see how that works. Huh? We're going to run it
0: <laughs> until you stop it. So yeah. We'll see. That's going to be an interesting matchup, and that takes us straight into our A-Sun Games of the Week here on The Other Side. Welcome back to the A Sun Game Day podcast. Jordan Griffith, Mike DeVader, William Hall. We have our A Sun Games of the Week. We'll start off with the men's side. William, what are you looking at for this week?
1: I'm um, looking at the team we've been talking about. Uh, also, Stetson on the road at Liberty. Uh, it's obviously 6-2 six, uh, six Stetson team. 7-1 Liberty team at home. Both teams are at the top. Liberty's trying to, you know, create some space. Hopefully win out. Maybe a Kennesaw State loss works in and they're in sole possession of number one right now in the standings. Stetson trying to keep pace. I mean, they're 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 right there. And I think that um obviously it's gonna be tough to go into the flames, uh court and beat them. Um, they're tough to beat. They're they anywhere, honestly. Um Stetson in that series has never beat Liberty in Lynchburg, so that's another thing that is, you know, this year, that which is a new team. Obviously, we can say from last year's team, this is a new Stetson team. So I'm, I'm, curious, I'm I want to see what they do when they go on the road. Uh, Liberty's on a four-game winning streak in the series. So it's been Liberty's you know game to lose the last couple times they've played. But again, this it feels like a, a, a new year. Not so much as though um, Liberty is not who we thought they were, but maybe that Stetson. <laughs> It's surprising people, and I, I, you know, I don't think that it's impossible to think that they go on the road and, and steal a win yeah. in Liberty Arena. So that's, that's, that's my game of the week, the one I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, that's another good one, and uh, it feels
0: like, especially the last couple, like last week especially, all the top teams are starting to play each other. Mm-hmm. You have Liberty, Kennesaw State, EKU, Lipscomb, Stetson, FGCU all battling at this moment. So it, it's great basketball to see for the men's side. All right, Mike, what do you got for the women's?
2: Okay, so I'm kind of looking ahead towards Saturday, and we have Liberty at Lipscomb. Right now, uh, Liberty's five and two in the Sun. Lipscomb is just one ring above them at six and one, potentially seven and one. See how things go with Queens. Liberty's got to get through uh, their matchup with Austin P first, but I'm kind of intrigued by this Liberty at Lipscomb matchup on Saturday afternoon, and and I think this is a statement game for Lipscomb to see if they truly are going to be in this top echelon of the teams this year because they're 0-8 all-time in this series. Lipscomb has never tasted victory against Liberty. Liberty's hot right now. They just came off the victory against FGCU. If they beat Austin P, they're taking off a team that's right above them. Now they're coming right to Lipscomb because if Lipscomb wins, they're right above them too. Six and two teams, seven and one team in the league. This is a statement opportunity for Lipscomb to keep Liberty down one more level. Keep the Bisons up there because they have a three-headed monster. Sorrentino, 13.8, Holcomb, 13.6, and Vincent at 13.2. They they have great defense and field goal percentage at opposition at 37.7 and 24.9, three-point field goal percentage. So how are they going to try to stop Maya Berkman at 14.5 points per game? seven and a half rebounds per game because that offense they're starting to come to life and i want to see if lipscomb is able to not only get through this first matchup with queens but then back that up and take on this liberty team that has kind of been a thorn in their side 0 and eight liberty fgcu are are used to being at the top let's see if lipscomb is able to stay there as well
0: all right michael let's keep it with you power rankings your top seven
2: Okay, so we did Power power Rankings this week right after the games last Saturday. So Sunday, uh, these new, this new edition of the Power Rankings came out. And we had some good interaction on Twitter over these. So let's roll with the top seven here. As coming in at number seven, we have our first appearance from Bellarmine. Bellarmine's won three in a row, got the Knights at seven with Merkel and friends starting to put together wins, climb up to the top half. And that's really exciting stuff. Got Eastern Kentucky right above them at 6. And there are the Owls ready to continue to climb. They're at number 5, Kennesaw State. Austin P at number 4. They did drop from 3 to 4 this week, albeit they won. So the reasoning is... Wow. Controversy. Nah, hey, that's what it's all about. If there's not controversy, they're not looking at our stuff. So that's really exciting that we got some ideas out there about why this happened, but... It's all for the analytics, right? You know, I, I look at what Austin P's done. They've done a great job so far. They, Hey, right here on my notes, remember the game of the week, but Liberty has to go to Austin P before the game of the week. So, hey, you don't like it? Here's your chance knock Liberty off. <laughs> then you're going to be back up there again. But this has nothing to do with Austin P. I believe that FGCU's gap between everybody else at this moment was big enough that that victory for Liberty earned them that jump to the third spot. So Austin P, they did flip spots with Liberty. So Austin P is fourth, Liberty is third, and that's only because of what they did coming back from behind in the final seconds, beating FGCU in overtime for the first time in program history, outscoring the Eagles 20 to 5 over the last overtime period plus 26 seconds when they're down by 5. But there's the Bisons at number two. Liberty at Lipscomb, the game of the week. The Bisons are second. Can they stay there? And some people are going to complain about this, but FGCU is still number one. What? They're like, oh, no, what is this, TCU? No, it's not. (laughs) TCU. FGCU's gap was large enough. They lost in overtime on the road to a team that is consistently in the top portion of the conference and I believe that the gap is more narrow than it's ever been potentially however they had enough slack to still remain in that spot because I couldn't put anybody else there I mean I think
1: that if you were to go to Clarksville Tennessee right now
2: I'd, I'd, not, take, I'd not, take Jordan
0: with you yeah yeah, you're not a popular man I don't, I don't, I don't no.
2: need any help <laughs> <laughs> I know where my office is. They know. They know where I work. They know. <laughs> hey, s ps done a great job.
0: In Mike's defense, these are power rankings. These it are it not, can't just be the standings every single
2: week. No, these are my personal preferences, which would be nonsense to people out there, and I really don't care. Because right now, I'm telling you how I feel, and guess what? The beautiful thing about the schedule makers is if you have a problem about it, you're upset about it, if you're sending tweets about we've won five in a row with a a raised eyebrow, hey, if if you want to keep winning and take FGCU out, give them the second loss they've never tasted, let's do it. I mean, like I said, there's nothing really that I can complain about or anybody else should complain about because –
1: So what you're saying is – if you wow. if you want to change the power rankings? You have the power to change the powers power in your hands. The
2: powers in your own hands. Yeah. They're not they're not in mine. I just put them on paper. So I mean, if you win games, I mean don't don't let anybody else be the FGCU. You the FGCU. Uh, Austin, be you that? I think. Hey, I'm not calling them
0: out
1: like that. Don't. It's motivation. You didn't start the fight. Yeah, you didn't start it. They came. I mean, you just put out the
2: power rankings and they came at you. <laughs> hey, I, I was asked to put them out and I did that. Me put yourself on the line.
0: Yeah.
2: That's commendable. <laughs> hey, I, I, I can respect it. Man, I, I do This person, if they if they have comments in their section or people are upset, that yeah. means I'm doing a good job. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Hey, our show's gonna have more ratings now because people are upset at me. I'm fine with that. Yeah, this this we need to we, need to, we gotta <laughs> blast this out, Yeah. Well, I, all, I, all, I, all I'm saying is, Liberty did enough. To make that jump, because of the history they've had with FGCU, the type of program FGCU has been to this league, their entire existence in the ASUN. And it's not going to take much for Austin Pete. You can get right back there. But I think FGCU remains in that top spot because they had that slack. And who knows what could happen, but somebody else has got to step up and do it again.
0: I don't think there's a whole lot more to say. I think you, it's time you, to move you on. You said you didn't put your foot down.
1: I appreciate that. Let's look at the men's. I, mean, I feel like we got some some juggling nah, going on. Hey, hey! I mean, number seven. It's all juggling. Jacksonville still they still there. Um, maintaining. They're maintaining, and sometimes that's not a bad thing to maintain. I mean, you maintain until you get to the tournament. And all of a sudden, they turn
0: it on just like they did last year. Yeah,
1: and you're so. right there playing for the for the ship. For the, for the so, uh, they're at number seven. Number six, Lipscomb. I think they played their way into the, into the top seven, in my opinion. Um, FGCU number five, Stetson number four, Eastern Kentucky is three.
0: They did take a hit. I mean – They did lose immediately after we talked about them, yeah. which seems to be the, the case here for EKU.
1: Yeah, I mean, and they lost to a, a Lipscomb team that's playing well right now. So they did take a hit. Liberty, they're still at number two because my number one. I spoiled it earlier, but right now it's Kennesaw State. That's mm. what I think is playing – they're playing the best, but you. It, it feels like I'm always a week
0: ahead of you. I, I this, welcomed this, you to the EKU party, and then last week I welcomed you to the KSU party. And here right. they are both back to back number ones for your power rankings. What, what part are you at now? Right now, where are you at? Where are you playing? Uh, right sta- I think it is state will maintain a number one.
1: So they're, they're good through the weekend. They're good through this
0: week, yeah. Yeah. Austin, there's, Austin there's, P. and there's,
1: there's nothing that. that we, there's no upset. Sets some – Going to beat Liberty, that's not going to be good enough. I think Stetson wins that game. Shake things up.
0: But that's not going to. I don't think that will. If Kennesaw State goes undefeated, I don't think the one win for Stetson would take Kennesaw State out of the number one spot. Luckily,
1: these are my power rankings. And you don't have to worry about that burden of trying to, try to right. pick like, what happens
2: if there's any sort of. You don't have to worry about that. So I'm, I'm going to take that off of your chest. That's great, because def- I haven't been sleeping at yeah, night. Yeah, I know. Yeah. To- they're <laughs> definitely not the standings, we know that. Yeah. So, I got you. I'll figure all that out. I th-
0: If I'm in Williams head here, if Kennesaw State stays undefeated through the weekend, and Stetson also – like Stetson goes 2-0 as well. Mm-hmm. I do think you'll still keep Kennesaw State number one, because they beat – a good Lipscomb team, and Austin P. as well.
1: You're, you're, you're
0: probably not wrong. That's I mean, my guess. I mean, what's that, great? Those are two situations, hypotheticals, yeah. if those happen. Not yeah. saying it will, Yeah. but uh, I think you would probably keep Kennesaw State at number one because, uh, again, their seniority, and I think what they've proved up to this point in the, the jumps that they've made every single year, I think that they've shown that they can hold on to leads now. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's probably what would keep them in the lead for
1: number mm-hmm. one. Yeah, in my form, the style points come in as well, just so, just so you know. As it
0: should. It's a, it's a power rank. Yeah, so, I mean, don't I do squeak I, by people. I need
1: some flair. So, you know, if Liberty goes out and, you know, just kind of. <laughs> yeah, there we go,
0: overlooking Liberty again. I mean, we're, talking I the mean, wins. We're, we're
1: talking about the Setson and Liberty game, but then also FGCU-Liberty game on Saturday. This yeah, this not uh, – I mean, that's another one of these games.
2: Now, Liberty, top
0: teams. Liberty could beat both of them and maybe end up a number one.
2: I, but, again – don't worry about it. Don't don't don't, okay. don't lose any sleep. I okay. Mean, how crazy could it be potentially if anything happens on the women's side here in the top four? You could have that Kennesaw State campus rocking with two teams in the top three on both sides. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I mean, Kennesaw State women, they can win both these games coming up. No doubt. Yeah. What a what a time to be alive for now.
0: I mean, I haven't been eating because of these power rankings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I lost a clump of hair yesterday. That's called a haircut. <laughs> Side note, my barber quit. Got to find a new barber. <laughs> I'm, serious. I'm, the, the I'm serious. I'm mad. I'm mad. Yeah, I've had a bad week. Michael quit. His name's Michael. Whatever. We'll, we'll move on. A sun preview. Appreciate the top seven our power rankings for this week. Men's tennis conference play starts today, Wednesday, as this one comes out. Liberty. In Queens in Lynchburg, Virginia. And we got a little, little bit of a break for conference play to, to be completely honest. But that is when conference play starts for men's tennis. Also, our women's lacrosse fan vote is up, so make sure you go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to vote for those.
1: All right. Oh, quick quick peek. Oh yeah. men's tennis conference play starting.
0: Mm. I got I gotta pick
1: those two. Yeah. No, pick a pick a, pick a, pick a men's tennis winner, just you pick one. Oh, a winner I, of the I,
0: season. That's the coach's thought, but what do you think? Man, Kennesaw State's look good. They're three and they're only three and team. Um, I, I t- Liberty returns a lot. I, this is going to be chalk, but I'm going to stick with Liberty. They've had a tough a tough non conference early on, uh, or they do have a non- n- tough non conference early on. The one and one they played Virginia mm-hmm. um, didn't go their way. <sighs> FTC, we- FTC FG- FTCU's is deep. I'm changing it. Oh. I'm going FTCU. Former player of the year, Magnus Johnson. You might repeat. Max Dam, our uh, first mm-hmm. ASUN uh, player of the week, playing at court, uh, I believe, court five or six. You uh, FGCU? I'm going FTCU. I'm going, right. I'm going with the depth of
1: the Eagles. Of course, we're tracking this is just so I can be like, yeah, you're in what you pick. Yeah, yeah, the there you idea, go. So okay. I did bounce around from three different teams. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> Obviously, we
2: don't know what's happening right now with the winner with the winter championships. Man, if that if that happens for them in tennis, whatever happens in basketball. But they they had a heck of a false season. Oh yeah. So, I mean,
0: yeah. Add on to it, man. Yeah. No All doubt. Right. All right, guys, it's time. It's trivia time. William leading the way with two uh i'm right behind with one i scored one last week i'm proud of myself and uh mike's still looking to get a point on uh, I'm, i feel, i feel good for you i feel like you're gonna get one today. Can,
2: can you believe that i had the very first point of the entire podcast session and yeah. now i've decided to hand out awards to everyone else
0: <laughs> yeah i i remember uh i'm gonna relate it to the nfl uh a couple of years ago, when the Jaguars won the first game, they put out a Twitter post that said, Hey, unfinished business. You know, got to go win the next one. They lost the next 15 straight games. 1
2: <laughs> 0. <laughs> I'm not Jagu- saying
0: you're nearly that,
2: but that <laughs> just reminded me. Of that. The Jaguars also lost in the divisional round of the playoffs to yeah. a team we won't mention, but.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Okay, in his he defense, wink, I did hey, bring it up. I did bring it up. He winked at
2: me when he talked about the NFL. He's like, "I'm gonna talk about the NFL." And
0: uh, let's play the tape back. I'm not sure if I winked at you, but I did. I will take this one. I brought it up. I brought Dude, it up this the time. Door. I opened the door, and I, I can't blame him. I gotta blame myself. Yeah,
2: man, you can blame whoever you want.
0: That, no, I'm blaming myself for that one. All right, let's get to our trivia. This one's also a very quick one, guys. What has been nearly sold on eBay? Was it A, New Zealand, B, the Washington Monument, C, Nicholas Cage's house, or D, the WWE? What was nearly sold on eBay? And I will give this detail. I don't think it helps, but I think it adds, you know, some gravitas to the question. Mm. It started on eBay worth 0.01 pennies and then got as many bids to get all the way up to 3000 American dollars before it was taken down by eBay. Again, I don't think that helps any, but I think it adds something.
2: $3,000. Yeah, that's, like, it, that's not very much for a house.
0: Well, it probably would have gotten up to to quite a bit.
2: <laughs> they realized we, it was a I mean, regarding any of these, I think yeah. they're more
0: worth a little more. Imagine being the
2: person searching through everything to make sure everything's all right, and then finding that or whatever. I don't know the answer, but
0: and I, I don't know what makes like if if this were to sell any of these things, what would make it official? You know, like eBay would come to you and be like, "Listen." uh... We can't <laughs> give you the WWE. <laughs> New, the, Z- New Zealand's I, not yours. I
2: got the WWE for 3000. Oh, man. All right, any thoughts, guesses, any of the sort?
0: Hmm.
2: Are we allowed to know why or do you know why or how it got on eBay? I no clue. What I what I've told you is all that I know.
1: Hmm.
0: It's always the best part. Waiting for the yeah, answers.
1: For the, for the answers. Uh, there's hmm.
0: no real rhyme, especially to this week. There's no real rhyme or reason here to
2: anything. It's hard for me to think about how a country or a monument could be on eBay or how it got on eBay. WWE, that could happen. I, but as
0: far as I know. I mean using eBay, all you need to do really is take a picture of something mm-hmm. and then just say that you're selling it. Yeah, I honestly don't
2: don't remember out where
0: or you I, could I, just I haven't worked with eBay in a long time. You just go to, you know, I don't know, WWE headquarters, Washington take Monument, Nick Cage's house or New Zealand, you know, take a picture, Google Maps, whatever. Huh. I think this is one are tougher ones too. Yeah,
1: this is this, this is pretty good.
0: Because they're um, all just so ridiculous. They are.
2: I think three of them are too large of an entity. So, for some reason, I'm gonna pick Nicolas Cage's house, and I think it's because it's the most <laughs> reasonable answer, which makes no <laughs> sense <laughs> out of these. Just because nothing against Nicolas Cage, because I love Con Air. That was a great movie. But maybe he needed some cash, who knows. Oh.
0: So maybe Nick Cage was selling it. He
2: started at 0. Yeah. <laughs>
0: what? Create a burner eBay account, sell your own house for 3 3000.
2: That's a terrible idea.
0: But <laughs> but, uh, but of all people to do it,
1: it, it seems like it'd be Nick Nick Cage.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm down to 2. What would that be? I'm down to New Zealand or the Washington Monument. Why are you eliminating the other two? Um, I don't know. I just because <laughs> Mike picked Nick Cage's house, so I'm, I'm going. To, I'm not. I'm not going to pick what mm-hmm. he already picked. The WWE, it's
2: like for sale now. It, I think it just got sold. Oh really? Who bought it? Somebody in Saudi Arabia, I thought. I can't remember for three thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. If Live Golf can go for billions, I'm sure. Oh <laughs> man. I want it to be New Zealand. I don't even know what country that is because somebody spelled it wrong. Is it spelled wrong? Yeah, it is. How are
1: you supposed to
0: spell it? Grammarly thinks it's right. Uh, that's not correct. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. um,
2: well, What's New Zealand?
0: Oh, my. I can spell. Uh, come on now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I made <imagine laughs> Yeah,
1: I did
2: how about the interview for My bad. This, this is our breakdown. Nothing official. Yeah. Um, I did major in communications. I mean, thanks for that compliment.
1: I don't know. Um, I should go with my first man. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. uh, I don't know. The Washington Monument.
0: The Washington Monument. All right. Locked in.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. The correct answer is New Zealand, but spelled right, I guess.
2: That, so, it is
0: New Zealand. That was my first someone one. Put, went someone put went, New Zealand <laughs> on eBay for sale. It got up to $3,000 before eBay finally took it down.
2: So the intern get the point? <laughs> well, you said you didn't type it like this. So Former.
0: Did. I did type it <laughs> Dang like, it. I don't know. I have to go see how New Zealand – I thought it was pretty straightforward, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, well, yeah Watch
0: it, I'm glad you lost the point because you tore me apart for misspelling New Zealand. And so typically I'm like, you know what? We need to get Mike a point, but. Nothing, now, no. Now I'm mad. I,
2: I don't want pity points.
0: <laughs> <no, I'm, laughs> all right. <laughs> You're not getting any this week. i tell you that. <laughs> okay. That is, that is <laughs> I'll <be> waiting, They're <laughs> waiting on this. <laughs> never yeah. said anybody's name. They're waiting for the explanation. Oh, they're waiting on you. They, you don't have to say it. There was one quote to it on it, and it was off the beast. Are you serious? On
2: his. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else. Hey. Like. What did it say? Yeah, it had a picture excited. of the standings. I explained, talking talking explained it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That was a real-life scenario. Yeah,
0: oh. That happened.
2: That's mm-hmm. even funnier. <laughs> we need to stop this now. <laughs> we got to go look at it, I guess. Hey, I know where it is.
0: As always, perfect <laughs> note to end on, fellas. This is the ASUN Game Day Podcast. We'll see you guys next week.
2: We'll catch you later, Austin P.
1: <laughs> Peace.